This is the Stripped Down Podcast with Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, and Bravo reality TV star, Allie Levine. Join in with her weekly as Allie dishes on all things motherhood, the real, the raw, and everything in between. Buckle up, it's about to get real. Here's Allie. Hi, loves. So welcome back to Strip Down. I can't say thank you enough for all the messages and everything I have been receiving from starting this podcast. I'm truly not only grateful, but just so like humbled. And it's been so surreal for me to get some of the messages I'm getting from you guys and how much everything is resonating. So I know today's episode is going to be amazing for you because I have a very special guest. Um, To give a little history and backstory, I have a very dear friend of mine, Kevin. Kevin Sexton is his full name. And we've known each other for over a decade now. And he's not only someone who's so special to me, but my family, um, my daughter, just so much in our lives. Um, He's someone that I've known from the entertainment industry that um, I've kind of evolved with and when he's evolved and so many different changes we've gone through in this kind of decade of life and I felt like it was the perfect time to have him on with my new podcast. He was so excited to be a guest and get to kind of share different things with me and a lot of this will make sense when we start to kind of have this conversation but He's someone who works within energy. He, I don't want to say he's just a medium and clairvoyant because he's hes so much more than that. Um, like I said, he's a dear friend, but he's also someone who just really, I think energetically aligns, uh, of course, with me, but just really, truly like with the universe and everything, we're all kind of uh, where we operate from. And he has such a beautiful perspective on our world. So I'm just so excited he's here. So hi, Kevin. Hello. <laughs> I didn't really know how to fully intro you because like we have so much history and then there's so much to you that's so much depth that it's like, I don't even know like what you even call yourself. So I'm like, what like what even title would I even give you for like an intro like that? <laughs> well, see, for me, it goes back into it's whatever you see me as, right? Okay. Because then that's essentially something that's coming from you as opposed right. to me telling you this is what I want to be known as. Okay. So I can appreciate that and I enjoy that because listening <laughs> to you. I love you. <laughs> well, seriously, listening to you share that, it speaks to what you, um, the relationship that you have to me and the relationship in terms of the definition of the words that you use that you have to me. So I appreciate that. I appreciate just hearing where it comes from from what you. That okay. was wonderful. Thank okay. you. You're welcome. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm very excited. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about, I mean, I told Kevin, I kind of didn't really want to prep this conversation. Yeah. I want it to be really as stripped is real raw and authentic and just an organic, you know, flowing conversation. But I did want to, before we kind of get into it, how I was saying of like our history, yeah. I do want to give my listeners that like, you know, don't know you and don't know of our relationship, a little backstory. So can you kind of Take us back when we kind of met a decade ago and kind of a little bit about you and a little bit about me to kind of bring us full circle. I recall (laughs) it was, um, I think probably maybe like on the 10th day, 11th day of working with the Fotainment magazine that we both entered in (laughs) on, me as the talent and you as the stylist, right? Yes. So I think that was the first time, it was like that first day of shooting that we had met each other and then you had styled me and I remember an exchange of just honestly kind of very traditional entertainment industry conversation, (laughs) which essentially is in alignment with, hey, who do you know? Right. How can we hook each other up? How do you help me? How can you help? 
help me, how can I help you, right? Yep. I mean, that, that yep. essentially was the launching uh, point. Yeah, truly. I mean, that's truly, I feel like anytime someone kind of moves to LA, it's like the first thing you have to do, yeah. someone, how can you help me? How do I get moving? Yeah, yeah for sure. That's, uh, in terms of my reference, that's where I recall the relationship being born. That was just the, the origin of the birth, but I would say in complete contrast to our present day relationship. Oh yeah, and, night and, and day. Night and day, right? In terms of... um. Our communication and the depth of our communication but yeah that's that was like 10 years back on, that crazy uh, laura magazine <laughs> that's right with uh christian with christian yeah yeah christian was the like ceo creator owner and that's right and we had to like get you up in all these jazzed up outfits mm -hmm. and yeah and so yeah to give a little back and shoot that kevin was um an actor for quite some time mm -hmm. did a lot of indie films a lot of commercial print work mm -hmm. um i mean a mix of stuff right yeah i've dabbled in very little uh cable television and um earlier early on when I very first started acting. Born and raised here, right? So it was yes. much more accessible for me being yes. from LA to get into the entertainment industry um, with a, a bit more ease than most that would have Yeah, who come actually, out here. Yeah, like yeah. have to move here from right. somewhere else. Like when most I, of us. <laughs> totally. So when I very first started at 12, that was uh, my very first foray into the entertainment industry. Oh, wow. I didn't even know yeah. that. I, I was, and I got signed by a large agency mm -hmm. um, and they were essentially ready to put me to work right away. So I, I got my feet wet earlier on. So in early, early years, late 90s, um, there was more network television. And then yeah. as I kind of went back um, my 20s, when I re-engaged myself with the industry, that's when we met. Yes. Like my mid-20s um, was when I started to do more indie film, more print work, uh, commercial, uh, cable television, so yeah. things along that avenue. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, and I was obviously styling. I was in my early days of styling. I was kind of like, I was from trying to remember what years was we did Lara Magazine, like 2010. 10, I think yeah. it was like 2010. So I was yeah, like real fresh because I had, we had just kind of gotten out from New York. Mm -hmm. I was really like in that mode of like, how do I hustle? Who do I meet? You know, how, who can I style? How do I get my name out there? So yeah, I think like Lara Magazine and you were one of my first really big like projects, if you yeah. will, to be like styling and be a part of. And that magazine was out there for like a hot yeah, I think minute. it was out there for like about a year, a yeah. year and a half content. Sounds so. about LA Magazine yeah. <laughs> timeline. <laughs> It was fun. I mean, it, to yeah. me, it was a fun venture in terms of something that was a little bit different. Totally. <clears throat> it was definitely creative. Like, yeah. I got to express myself even with my own, like, styling and picking things for you. Like, Christian really let me yeah. kind of define your guys' characters, which was really fun. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, uh, aside from essentially the opportunity to work within that magazine, I mean, obviously what was born from it, which was great, it was our relationship. Yes, as I say, our, our friendship. Our friendship. That yeah. was fantastic. That, that came Well, that, that I believe was the reason I was... Uh, kind of assigned to that project. So, yeah. You know, it's interesting, obviously, when you do these different projects, right? And you, like, hope maybe one thing. And there's the universe. I was saying with, you know, the universe aligns you with different people, right? And mm. different projects for a reason. And I truly believe, like, that was really for us to meet and form this, like, now amazing friendship yeah. that we have and bond. Because when I first got asked to do it, I mean, I love Christian, but I was kind of like, what is this magazine? Like I've done already so many magazines and I'm brand new stylist and I kind of felt like it was just another project. Yeah. So it was just interesting that I ended up deciding to do it and then I met you, which was like amazing. So of course we worked together on that. We worked together on a couple other projects after that. Like I had styled you for another shoot, I remember. We yeah. had doing all these funky different colored suits. The Vidare magazine. Yes, that's yeah. right. That was a lot of fun. Actually those photos randomly popped up on my Instagram because I was like, you know, cleaning out yeah. like old like stuff and archiving and like trying to make my stuff look fresh yeah. and you know, do what you do on Instagram. And I was cracking up because I was even showing Justin, I'm like, look at Kevin, like, and he was like, oh my God, I love these. Like he was dying. <laughs> I'll show you after it. It was so funny. But um, yeah, so just to give a little history and now fast forward, you're now, would you say basically left the entertainment industry? Yeah, I 
put in at the beginning of the year for my um, honorary resignation from the union. <laughs> uh -huh. And uh, yeah, at the beginning of the year, I would say that was when I made my, my choice to essentially step away from pursuing that type of work as right. a consistent um, yeah, because yeah. that was your main, because that was my source of income right. for like the last two years, essentially were, um, when I had moved to Burbank that I was going to make that my full life income, that that's what I was going to live off. Of. Right. Yeah. And then the universe had other plans. <laughs> Generally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So what I was saying earlier is that like, again, I don't know how to like, I really truly don't explain you. Even when people have said to me, oh, well tell me like what Kevin does, like, you know, and why you're so like amazed by him. And I'm like, well, obviously he's a really good friend of mine, but he works within energy. Yeah. He's medium, he's clairvoyant. There's so much like when you kind of entered that space, how did you, cause you obviously left, like you said, the whole acting and all that. How did you kind of decide or did the universe decide? How did you kind of end up in that world? I guess is the, what I'm asking. All right. I got that. So in terms of reference, mm -hmm. memory reference, all throughout life for myself, mm -hmm. um, dating back to even when I recall very specifically being five years old and um, my parents were religious, you know, I w was religious mm -hmm. and was sitting in what, you know, everybody deems as church or place of worship and literally hearing messaging. Oh, wow. Word messaging. And what this messaging was in terms of just my relationship to it was literally like a conversation with what I deemed at that point God. And what the information was, was essentially in terms of me exploring myself and my abilities and to be able to make separations that the human world is the human world, which has its own driving force, but there's something greater that's behind that. So that mm -hmm. essentially really was like the origin message. And as I progressed in, in years, I've had a lot of life experiences that I would say most would deem on the unique side where okay. I've experienced many things um, that were most would probably reference as traumatic in terms of watching things happen right in front of me. So I've seen people pass away right in front of me right. to being having my life threatened mm -hmm. to um, yeah, experiencing kind of more chaotic and unusual weird stuff. Now, one thing that I've always maintained throughout all of this time was my intuition, having very strong intuitive guidance, which kept me from getting more further involved with some things that maybe would have been to my complete demise. Mm -hmm. um, and some things that intuitively I was able to check into to remove myself of so I didn't go to that purpose where it was the demise. Um, so that those were the two keys I would say that I had always checked into. And then three years ago, I started to more and more experience depth of seeing things, reading people, and giving to more of that space of exploring it. So essentially bringing me to the space now is I do see everything energetically. So within that, when I say I see things energetically, yeah. it's how I'm perceiving and reading um, through sensory. So my sensory can be through pictures. <laughs> it can be through verbal messaging. It could be from an essence of seeing energy and what that energy entails in a person's space. Okay. So it's like an attachment scene, um, like a little block and then everything that's attached to it. So I see this energetically. Okay. So everything you see overall, and, and obviously 
you were saying this even before we started podcasting, everything in the day is energy. Yeah, in terms so it, of my perception and how right. I go about it, everything is energy. I mean, uh, literally from nature's environment, that all has its own energy force. It all has its own life. Um, to every human, obviously, towards animals, everything is essentially um, a life force. Everything is a life force, and that is energy. So anything right. that is life is energy. And then there's the contents of what these energies are. So I perceive that the human dynamic is, you know, it's our physical vehicle. Yeah. And even animals and plants are of a different vibrance than a spirit that inhabits a human body. Mm, interesting. Two completely different vibrations. So if we were, and this is just my belief yeah, and my sure. perceptions. Yeah. So if we were to go in terms of creating a contrast, one would say if the origin of earth then produced all of the plants and animals, the human was essentially something different from that. So the human body is in alignment with earth. What inhabits the human body is your spirit. Right. So the human body is essentially the vehicle. Right. It's like the vibrational vehicle that is in alignment with this planet and this earth. Okay. So that would be like if you were on another planet, there right. would be, need to be another vibration of another vehicle that you can embody to essentially um, in alignment with what that planet's origin is and what that planet manifests and what that planet creates. So there would be different animals. There would be different nature because it's derivative of the origin of that planet and what that planet creates. Got it. Okay. Okay, so... Yeah, it's, a, it's a very interesting way to like explain it to someone or I feel like I am intuitive but like that's yeah. like obviously a very like deep level and I'm sure a lot of my listeners too like it's very interesting to see it that way because then it really does open your eyes to be like okay well it does make sense we are all connected but there are different like steps of it I guess if you will yeah so being that like you said over like the last three years kind of when you got really into it I even remember like you were going to like some classes right yeah I had I'd always been very 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 particular um in terms of engaging in getting readings I remember that yeah because yeah. like, I remember I would even say to you even before you were really yeah. in that space oh someone gave me a reading and you would always say to me listen like do do whatever you want to do but like just be aware of and just be kind of you know um I don't think you use the word cautious, but something along those lines of like just paying attention to kind of what's being told to you yeah. and what you're receiving and all of that. Absolutely. Because, right. you know, it's, to me, it's such a, um, a trusting space, Yeah. which is fantastic that the person can find that space that they're willing to open up to see another's perceptions and what another's, um, and really that's what it is. It's perceptions. So when you go to somebody to see somebody clairvoyantly as a psychic, as a, as a medium, somebody who reads uh, tarot cards, right? right? Essentially what you're giving to is the space of this person's perceptions and what they are perceiving in your particular space, right? So for me, I've always been driven by finding that within myself. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm very stubborn in that way that <laughs> I like to really push the boundaries within myself of my finding this from my own intuition, from my own exploration, or am I going off of what somebody else is telling me and what somebody else's perceptions are? So I was always very hesitant about going to get readings. So I did receive a reading on my 21st birthday that I oh, hadn't asked for. Okay. And it, I was living in the Bay Area at the time. And it was my my cousin's um, friend who they had thrown me a party, like a surprise party for my 21st birthday. And uh -huh. he basically just came up to me and he said, your birthday gift is a reading from me. Oh, and whoa. I was like, I don't want that. <laughs> and he said, I know, but I have something to deliver to you. I have something to pass along to you. Oh. So he essentially, I mean, looking back to it, he was 
dead on and everything uh-huh. that he was perceiving in terms uh-huh. of the energies that I was going to be dealing with and working with. So it was a, a monumental session for me and uh-huh. it was something that I still reference back to this point. Um, and he did a very good job of being able to share with me, this is what I perceive that you are going to be working with as opposed to this is going to happen to you, this is going to happen to you, right. this is going to happen to you, don't do this, don't do this. He was able to um, work with me in the communication of me having enough perception within myself to trust in myself during this journey, but he basically gave me a, a forewarning of energies that I would be becoming exposed to and that I would have to be oh. starting to work with on a regular basis. Wow, that's intense for 21 years. Oh, it was extremely <laughs> intense and I kind of like checked out on it. Yeah. I mean, my 20s were very, 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 very wild. <laughs> very wild. <laughs> so it wasn't until, yeah, three years ago where I found somebody again that I found very comfortable with and that's essentially the space I started to go to and then I took the tarot classes for a year and within that time, it was phenomenal. I, I gave to the permission for me to start to accept clairvoyance, to start to accept perceiving things to start to percept energy and then within the first two years it truly was working with superstitions fears Mm of demons fears Mm -hmm. of everything that comes along with it so that i would be basically be able to settle into my own vibration to be able to just see things as they are right and that's the biggest thing for me is that you're making that separation from all of the conditioning all the superstitions you're able to just read something and read it energetically but we as humans we attach so much drama and so much craziness to it and we make everything bigger than it is we make it bigger than it is and the fears and all of this chaos essentially always embodies it and truly the real clairvoyance to me what i see it as is you're just comfortable enough within your own space that you don't have to do anything and you're just allowing yourself to see what is there right and just being able to stay in that vibration yeah well and i remember like when you first kind of started really entering into that space like we would be hanging out at my my old house and like something would come through with like dodo my grandmother and like different things and you'd be like okay i want to share this with you because this just came into the space but it was very much kind of just like what came through organically and, and naturally and you weren't really like searching for it it was more just like this is happening or this is being shown to me or do you know what that means to you and it was very interesting to watch you start that process and i appreciate that and i will share with you piggybacking on that is in terms of my perception and belief towards spirit realm Mm -hmm. and any kind of communication spirits like humans each is an individual in its own right that has evolved in my belief and each spirit has a different depth of awareness to being able to communicate. So those spirits will essentially align and find out those humans that embody abilities to be able to communicate with them. Mm -hmm. So some might be a little bit more over the top Mm -hmm. and come to somebody who maybe kind of holds that same space. That person will be like, there's something I see, there's something I see and I want to share with you, right? Because that's, they align with that. And then there's some spirits that essentially are a little bit more at ease and they'll find, all right, this is something that I could deliver to a little bit more deliberately, a little bit more slowly, so I would say in that way, each spirit is going to find that human that they can align their messaging with that's going to deliver their messaging. Interesting. So, so I, Dodo I, obviously felt alignment with yeah, you because I think several was, times she's come through to you when we've been together totally. where you've said like, this just came or this is being shown to me or what does that mean to you and, and things of that nature. And I believe you know, she was always very respectful of my space to where um, she was mindful Um, of the timing of things and to not overwhelm. And it was like uh, 
supportive information. You know, that's what we've oh, kind yeah, of always gone back to. Like, so supportive kind of information. Support. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it was just so interesting. And I even have told like like my friends, even my family, I'm like, I think there's many reasons why you and I connected, but I believe like I always kind of like laugh now when I think about it. I'm like, oh, well, Dodo totally kind of set him up in my life to make sure like not only was he a friend to me, but he was going to kind of take care of me. He was going to deliver certain messages. Like I do believe in that stuff. You know, like things are put in front of you for a reason and it's a matter of how you choose to see that and evolve with it and again like how we've evolved in our friendship and so like to share like kind of personally for me going back like three years or so I was working through a lot of different things in my own space and energies with my own anxieties of kind of where I was going in my career and what I was doing between you know I'm this stylist right you know at that point I'm very well known I'm my clients are getting best dressed everywhere you know I'm in the press all these different things and, and that's amazing and I was so grateful and you know excited about all those things but I was feeling like I don't want to say trapped but I was feeling like I've had these conversations with you like off of the podcast where I was I guess seeking like a validation from you know all these different celebrity clients of mine that I'm working with because of course my job is to make sure they look good but I also for me in the deep down of who I am and the root of me I want my passion with fashion is I want you to truly feel good and I want you to genuinely feel good about what you're wearing and what that brings up for you and what confidence that gives you because I always say confidence is your best accessory but like I mean it and so for me I think I struggled in the center of like the ego with certain celebrities and different things I was dealing with at that time where it was like okay well you don't want to really listen to me you just kind of want to pay me to put you in whatever but not really listen to my advice or my expertise or whatever you want to call it that you know I'm doing for you as a service and as your stylist should I do it because, you know, oh, it's a great person to work with, but then I'm not really getting to do what I really, you know, I'm wanting, I guess, to do or deliver for them in my service. And so I went through, I feel like so much of that pull back and forth. Yeah. I went through so much of also like constantly being consumed by that where like I really didn't make time for Justin. I really didn't make time for myself and my friends and really just focused on I have to keep powering through because my career is just going, going, going and these opportunities aren't going to be here and I have to keep it moving. And I felt like I went through so much that time period of just like, I don't want to say negative, but just it like so much of this like pressure and this constant must keep up, must keep up, must make sure this person's happy, must make sure that person's happy. Yeah. And I almost wasn't even like checking in with me. Yeah. It was always all about them. Even if a text came in at 1am, it was must answer this text yeah. message, must handle this, must handle that. And for you as my friend and also that was kind of starting to help me work through different energies and things, you started kind of opening my eyes truly to all that. I remember in the beginning you saying things to me and me really shutting you off and being like, no, (laughs) no, no, like that's, I don't need to, nope, I'm good. And like really, I remember like vividly like being like, whatever, Kevin, like I love you, but like, no, like that's not possible or no, that's not what's happening here because you don't want to hear it. You don't want to be told, I'm not maybe doing this right or I'm not seeing this because in my mind I'm doing the right thing, but really maybe there's so much more behind it. Like you're saying attached to it and different things. And so it was really interesting. Like for me, when, when we kind of started exploring that space together in the beginning, I do remember that I very much rejected it. Yeah. And there naturally there is a resistance within everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So if we look at resistance, it's essentially a protection barrier. And if we have cu- cultivated a particular way of being, then there is this barrier that's been cultivated as well that keeps us within this space that we deem as safe. Now, a lot of times what comes with safe is a limitation. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a comfort. It's a comfort. Right? Yeah, it's, it literally is like a comforter, right? right. That's, that's keeping you warm. So when we start to venture outside of that limitation, that resistance kicks up. 
And it's saying, hey, this is the world that you've created. Now, when you're starting to venture out of this world, it's going to get a little bit scary. So this is through anybody who does any kind of self-evolution work. You're going to face these layers of resistance, right? Yeah, because we, for sure. <laughs> essentially what we're redoing or undoing is redefining the limit and the boundary that has been placed on us by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then understanding that we don't have to have a limit. It's essentially a self-trust of us being in flow with ourselves on a moment-to-moment, -moment, daily, daily basis. Mm -hmm. And to validate you and commend you, the, the greatest growth that I have seen within you from that point in time three years ago to today and everything that you had just shared is in direct reference to you giving yourself permission to explore the value that is you. Thank you. You're welcome. And that's it's genuine. And it comes from that space, the alley that... I first knew was an alley that was chasing. Oh, for sure. And, and that goes back to what we were saying yeah. in the entertainment industry when you first, especially me, because I moved out here from New York, I have to make it, I have to do this, yeah. I have to do that, I have to seek validation, I have to make sure I'm always doing this. I think it that just happens, right? Because you get into that space yeah. of, I must seek validation, I must make this person happy, I'm working with a celebrity, I must almost feel like I have to be worthy of them instead of checking in with myself. Yeah. And I was doing a lot of that. And this goes with, single human and regardless of what your line of work is regardless of what you identify as as your worth and I'm gonna use that word especially mm -hmm. in contrast to that your worth the origin usually gets born in earlier on where we start to go through the process of conditioning and we condition ourselves in ways we start to create this picture and this picture we create as like a narrative and at a young age, we start to define a narrative of control of what we want to happen. Right. And then these expectations get essentially layered on that. And most of us will find that we spend our entire lives trying to live out this picture. Right. And all the attachments to this picture, right? So this is where like the chasing comes in. Yeah. Is that we're always trying to chase this picture. And this picture is essentially an expectation. And what we haven't brought our awareness to is the driving force behind why we created that picture as a young child. And generally it comes from wanting a validation and validation is value. Yeah. And that's the difference between a worth and value, right? If you know, like we have discussed uh, how I, I bring my awareness to reading words energetically, because to me, there's the definition that we've all given to it, but there also is an energetic attachment behind that, which we operate from when yeah. a lot of times when we use those words and we embody that, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of conditioning there. And that's kind of what keeps us trapped within this own way. So I think it's phenomenal when a person has more permission for their own value, because then you get to start to see more so what is conditioning and essentially what limitations you have attached to from that conditioning, the conditioning of ourselves that we do to ourselves. Yeah. And what is you giving yourself permission to really explore who you are on an emotional level, who you are on an analytical mental level, who you are physically. And when I say who you are physically, what triggers you physically, yeah. um, what are comforts physically, mm -hmm. what is security physically, what is the vibration of fulfillment physically, and then above all, we are as a divine spirit yeah no i mean that's beautifully broken down thank you and like going back to that with like the seeking validation of that i remember one of the first things when we were first working with me in this space almost three years ago was you were telling me you are way too attached to your phone and you are way too attached to the fact that you have to respond to people all the time and you have to back instantly and you can't be off and you can't sign off because then you know something could happen you have to like work through that and yeah. i would be like no, no 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 but i have to because these are my clients and they you know demand and they expect and you would be like but you've allowed that 
to take place and you've allowed that to play out. And so now you have to work through going back. And I remember like around that time when I started to start to kind of create those boundaries and I had a lot of pushback. I had a yeah. lot of clients flip out on me. I had a lot of clients want to work with me anymore. I yeah. had a lot of clients that think something was wrong because I wasn't answering. And even friends and family of mine, like, why aren't you responding? Like you always respond right away. And in my mind, when they started saying these things to me, I started clicking like, oh my God, Kevin's right like about what he's saying because I've literally set this expectation that I'm going to get back within five minutes and if I don't something must be wrong like I must be dead you know like something must be happening because I'm not getting back to you right away and now finally fast forward three three and a half years later I like I was saying to you before we started the podcast I'm like oh I have like 30 text messages I need to get back to a few of these right now before we start podcasting but the rest wait and I will get to them later and I don't have anxiety about that anymore and I used to get so many triggers from the fact that I had so many text messages so many Instagram messages all these things that were obviously you know you're not um driven by but many of us in society are and it was really hard for me to be able to separate that and step away and now finally I'm still doing the work but I'm finally being aware and giving my personal permission to be like okay this is my priority today because I wanted a podcast and do this episode and the other things that I have going on right now are fine and I can get back to them after and it's been really interesting even for me to see when I look at it like from the outside for myself being like you allowed yourself to do that and not feel in the chaos like you usually do of like yes. must do this must do this must do this must do this uh, phenomenal and you touched on uh, a key element in terms of a word that you use and said that separation mm-hmm in my perception, and this is what I read and how I look at each person's attachment is the space that we hold, right? And then energetically, what we're giving life to, to allow to come into our space. And then what essentially starts to take hold of your space. Yes. So using that reference towards um, the former way, you know, of being where all these text messages would come in and you would get anxious. What you had done was essentially you were working from those people's energies and it was their Mm. expectations. So it was basically, Ellie, you are here to serve me and that's what you were working from. So that's where that anxiety resonates because there was no personal permission. So it was essentially when we notice like there's a responsibility to something else and we become very anxious and nervous to that because we don't have our own space. When you can give yourself permission to understand, I can bring aid to whatever it is, but you're operating from your own space in terms of bringing aid, you start to eliminate that vibration of responsibility and anxiety because then you're working from somebody else's energy. Right. So when you can still respond in how you're doing now, but you're doing it more from a place of value that you're responding more, I would say authentically in the way that you're coming from you, not coming from what do I need to give you? That's going to make you happy. And you start to see these people of course will fall off because essentially that's what they seek. They seek people that are going to please them and they're there to give them that and give them that validation. Exactly. So when people really want to find a balance, those types of relationships don't work. Yeah. And you know, we just, before starting everything is a relationship in terms of my belief and my perception everything is a relationship relationship to our our bodies our relationship to what we put in our bodies our relationship to how, yeah, how can we, we do explore things that? so yeah. we, ha- we were eating snacks before we started the podcast and they're like these healthy coconut cluster things I don't know from Costco and you were saying that like when we were talking about food and I was like oh I really like these like they're really delicious like what do you think and you were saying to me in the relationship right that what were you saying about? So with everything in, in society, um, it's very prominent that we are bringing our awareness to what it is that we put into our bodies. 
So how I had mentioned a little while ago, the earth has its origin of what it makes up and then things that are born from that, right? So that would be vegetables that essentially are coming from the earth, would be plants, other things, right? That are of natural, of mm -hmm. nature, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's things that are man-derived. Now, ultimately, my belief, this is just my belief, my perception, uh, a major important aspect is your relationship to your body and then what it is that you are putting into your body. And it's the relationship to why you're putting it in with your body, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not 100% about the actuality of the food, but the relationship to why you're choosing that food and the relationship to why you're putting that in your body and how you are putting that into your body. If there is joy with it, if there's enthusiasm with it, if there is appreciation for it, or if it's something that I need to do this because I need to make myself skinnier. Mm. Right there, you're bringing forth and you're working from an energy that is in validation. So you could see this with people who sometimes there's particular diets that don't work because they have already invalidated the body. Mm, so okay. everything that they're putting to the body essentially doesn't have a value. It's essentially, you're not um, what I want you to be. So I have to punish myself. So this is why I use that word. Everything is a relationship to everything. Right. And it's in our relationship to whatever it is that holds the key. Yeah. So if you have a invalidating relationship towards your body, no matter what you put in your body, there's going to be a form of invalidation that you're going to be working from. And that causes a physical limitation. It causes a physical disease. It causes a physical illness mm -hmm. from that space because invalidation is in the space. Wow. Okay. That's very interesting. So, you know, obviously there's, there's, uh, foods that mm -hmm. derive more proteins, sure. um, more, um, clean elements. Absolutely. Absolutely. By no means am I discounting any of that because yeah. that's an absolute. However, there is a component that I personally perceive and believe that vibrates at our relationship to why we put it into our body. Right. So it's how basically kind of we see it and what we're exactly. hoping it does for us. So it's kind of like with all these like keto and yes. these like diet fads yes. that you're seeing right now, everyone's like, I must do this because it's going to do that. It's not necessarily going nope. to do that because nope. it's yeah. It's operating you're, from that. Okay. Your, your relationship to it is I need to consume something that's going to fix me. And what you're not fixing is your relationship to yourself was essentially, I don't feel good within. So I'm searching for something to make me feel good. In. Yeah. And if you start to create more of that conversation and that communication within yourself, within your body, that opens up healing. So whenever we have a session, this is essentially something that I'm doing too, is that essentially I'm commuting with, communicating with you as spirit, communicating with your body, communicating with you emotionally and communicating with you mentally and analytically. Right. And kind of going back to that, like when we were working through my different sessions, like I realized from our sessions that a lot of it besides validation and all that for me, I really wasn't happy. And I yeah. was in a space of where, because I had lost my grandmother as you know, you and I um, got close when everything kind of had happened and everything. I, you know, I was very dark and I was very turned off because I lost her in 2013. So mm -hmm. we're saying, yeah, so three years. And I, um, I needed to find other places to put my focus yeah. and other things to kind of escape and not have to deal with my everyday life and deal with my emotions and my feelings and everything that was going on for me. And so when we started doing our sessions, you started really helping me kind of break those walls and work through like, okay, but you're using this as kind of an escape and you're using this yeah. as kind of a mask, if you will, and all these different walls that I kind of, I guess, put in front of me that I wasn't even realizing I had put in front of me because I couldn't necessarily deal with her loss and yeah. couldn't deal with because we were so close and our friendship and everything that you know, I had with my grandmother, I still have obviously this day, but had physically and had 
emotionally in person and all those things that I didn't have anymore. I was looking for validation in so many other places. And I realize now more and more, obviously, that now, you know, I'm out of that space and I am a mom and all these things. How much more I'm like, wow, I'm now I'm really working on myself and I'm really working on like what truly makes me happy, what truly brings joy to my space and to my life, what makes my family happy, what takes care of my family and I, you know, like, and, and it's just so interesting how obviously I'm sure a lot of it came to from me becoming a mom, but yeah. just different shifts. And when you and I were first working on our sessions, like I told you, I didn't even want to be a mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really did point uh, blank. That, that was definitely a layer that needed to come to the surface, right? And essentially to bring you where you're at right now to really realize that you did but there was that resistance because of the fear to yes. it. And going back to, we've discussed this, um, obviously outside of the podcast, uh, which is being discussed right now, but the relationship that you had with Dodo. Mm-hmm. And what I perceived was there was that sense of security that Dodo was a pivotal um, pioneer of cultivating for you. Mm-hmm. So Ali had always attached to Dodo as security, Dodo security, Dodo security. Sure, yeah. And when Dodo passed, that security was still always there, babe. And this was- But for I you felt to, like my exactly, legs were taken from Exactly, so this like... is what this work then became about, that you could understand that that security is always there within you. But your association to the relationship was, no, it's not within me it's from dodo mm-hmm. and this is where you really started that growth process it was that you've always had that within you you just haven't had the permission for you to explore that within you you know and then through this these layers you started to bring more to the surface that was just that it was a layer of doubt it was a layer of fear yeah. it was a layer of invalidation so it was a layer things. of resistance it was a layer to trauma right there was all of these different layers that you've now come into awareness for yourself that that's what it was it was a layer of a limitation, and now you fully see more so of the power of Ali, and that's mm-hmm. within you, and that's that's within the power of the trust within yourself that you can apply to anything. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, it's so true, and it's just, it's crazy, because I remember, obviously, when she passed, I was in such a dark place. I was, yeah. you know, taking too much Xanax. I was doing a lot of things that I shouldn't do to try to just mask everything, and then when I finally allowed myself to have these sessions with you and kind of work through, and like you said, work through these different resistances and everything that was going on, took me a while but it slowly but surely I started to kind of see the light at end of each tunnel and yeah. started to see different things evolve like my marriage with Justin started yeah. to really change and finally with way more communication and I realized so much of what I was doing was creating so much of like this negativity or I wouldn't even say negativity but just making so much of this not communicating relationship not allowing us to share how we felt with each other mm-hmm. that we needed to communicate things we needed to work through it was just a very shut off because I wanted to be shut off. And I realized like the more work we did, the more I was able to kind of move things along. And I remember, and I like, I laugh now because I remember one night when we were sitting, it was like one of our crazy dinner parties as usually we always have. And you and I were sitting and I remember I was a little bit tipsy. And I remember like you saying to me, like, you know, I know Justin really wants to have a family. I know Justin really wants you to have a baby soon. And I know he's like really in this space and he's been in this space for a while. And you kind of knew this when you got with him. So, you know, you kind of, you kind of signed up for that, you know? And I was like, yeah, but I kind of thought like, oh, we'll see what happens. But he never did. It was always like, no, this is, this is what I want. Like, this is what I want in my life. This is what I want with you. This is what I saw with you when I met you and all these things. And I remember us sitting there and I'm, you know, kind of chugging wine and you going, you have to work through not only the anxieties and fears, but you have to work through like, why is it that you truly don't think you want to be a mom? Why is it you truly don't think you'd be a good mom? And all these things I remember like sitting there being like, I don't know. I just, 
I just don't think I'm going to be. Like, I just don't think it's in my cards. I don't think it's yeah. in my path. And it's just so crazy when I think back to that and think now and we were playing with Amelia Ray before I put her down for a nap. Yeah. And it's like, she lights me up so much. And I feel like she makes me like an even better woman than I ever was before. And seeing the world through her eyes is like so like magical and emotional for me. It's so many emotions all at once. And it's like crazy to me when I think about then to yeah. now, like the converse, how much the conversations changed. Absolutely. And that, to me, that's a uh, validation to you and for yourself that you are able to actually see the physical manifestation through your relationship with your daughter, through your relationship with your husband, work that you've done. Right, so we were saying that it speaks to the validation for you and the work that you've done mm -hmm. that is you being able to experience the physical manifestation of what you've applied to in terms of your personal work which is phenomenal and that's the relationship that you have with Amelia it's a relationship that you now have with Justin in terms of you starting to work through those layers of resistance within you right and right. those layers were really anchored in not trust yeah it was you just not trusting yourself that you could do it so I, I always perceived it as Ellie's more in the fearful space, but not really wanting to acknowledge within herself because then that's her bringing her awareness to her not feeling good about herself. Yeah. And we want to avoid that. A right. lot of us oh, want to avoid yeah, that, right? Sure. Who wants to deal with that? Seriously. <laughs> but that is the most courageous thing an individual can do for themselves is that you understand it is what it is. What we get caught up in is the judgment of it. Oh, yes. We always attach to the judgment of it. When we give ourselves permission just to see what it is, then we are able to start to release the judgments, the attachments, the worries, all the stuff that's basically created around it. And that's what you did. Mm -hmm. And it starts with courage at that point. You know, and you, you were able to tap into authentically who Ellie is. And you didn't get sidetracked by what Ellie was experiencing at that point in time in life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people could get sidetracked by that. Right. We don't really find who we are and we get caught up in the energies that we're experiencing and then we become the energies that we're experiencing. Okay. And this is what so like different things that like are around us in our everyday, the yeah. people, the events, the different things that we're around. Absolutely. And you know, there's, we've discussed, there's um, universal energy. There is um, nationwide energy. There is community energy. And then there is all the communities that we keep as friends. So everything has an effect on us. Everything has an effect. Yes. And those of us that are able to create the permission for ourselves to acknowledge and be able to separate external stuff we have a little bit more personal fulfillment in that way and those that essentially vibrate always at the energy of everything that's around you there's more anxiety yeah there's more nervousness there's more fear there's more illness because you're operating from a vibration that is not you you're operating from an energetic vibration so it's like matching right so if somebody's throwing a tantrum and you're not able to hold your own space you give to that energy and then you start kind of throwing a tantrum that's matching mm, okay. and you're not working then from your own space you're working from the space that somebody else is providing this is something people see with the um yawning when one human yawns another usually yawns uh, after you're matching that person but but you're 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 subconsciously matching mm -hmm. you're subconsciously matching interesting yep so to me, that's just, that's like a uh, small little example mm -hmm. for, uh, for everybody yeah. to relate to. Yeah. You know, 90, 95% of people. Oh, I'm when, totally. Yeah. As soon as someone yawns, totally. I yawn. When somebody mm -hmm. else yawns, you're usually going to yawn. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times what people do and when we match is because we're all extremely intuitive beings. Yeah. Even if you don't realize you're Even intuitive. if you don't realize. Yeah. Every human being, every single human being on this earth is intuitive. Mm -hmm. Every human being on this earth is able to work from the subconscious and the conscious. Mm -hmm. So everything is a reaction to energy, whether people have that realization or not. Everything is a reaction to energy. Yeah. 
everything is. And there are those of us that have developed a bit more the um, pathic aspect of things where when I say you've developed more, you've just brought more awareness to your emotional space and how things affect you emotionally. Mm. There are those that live a little bit more in the space of the analytical mental mind because there's a little bit more of a rigidness and <laughs> um, rules around that, right? And that's a, a bit of a safer space. So those that tend to operate primarily from the emotional space, those that are, are driven more by emotion. Those that essentially operate more within a space of wanting control mm -hmm. are driven more by the analytical mental mind. Mm -hmm. We could have all, yeah. you want to find that balance, but right. each has what they deem as more of a safe space to operate from. Yeah. And then essentially that's where your filter of expression comes through. Right. But those of us that don't create that space of separation will match whatever it is that we are around. Got it. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, and it's so interesting you said of the yawning because, like, I, I mean, we all do that, totally. but we're not like, but it's interesting when you explain it and break yeah. it down of the matching. I mean, it makes sense. And it's like everything is off energy, right? It's like, so I was saying to you earlier, like, when Amelia was walking around, she like took a tiny little tumble and she was fine. And I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't, you know, I don't give to that. Like, when she kind of tumbles over, I don't get worked up. I don't freak out. I don't really even let her know I've seen. I obviously make sure she's okay, but I don't let her know I'm checking on her because I want her to feel comfortable and feel independent and I don't want her to see me react yeah. to then get her to react that she actually took a tumble absolutely and I'm not a parent you know <laughs> like um I, I just speak on anything that I see in terms of with children for me reading it energetically mm -hmm. and just being around kids and my middle sister um had was a very young mom total teen mom um way back in the, in the <laughs> 90s um so she had my nephew when she was 17 and I was oh, 12. Wow. Okay. So I spent, you know, I was at 12 years old changing diapers and I've, I've always yeah. been around kids in terms of, um, That's early. <laughs> yeah, very early of, of working with kids and, um, caretaking for kids. Right. Mm -hmm. So in terms of what you were just sharing about Amelia right now, something that I, I would like to share yeah. that I see is so prominent is people coming in a little bit more in terms of an awareness of kids at a young age pick up on everything 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 right so what they're doing is they have their own vibration and this is through all of us as humans we start off as a little bit more pure and then what t tends to happen is we start to match everything around us all throughout life and that's what we collect it's basically like you're collecting energy throughout life right and some when we be, uh, get further into our adult years we choose that we want to be a bit more courageous and start to separate from all the stuff that we keep in our space and we want to start releasing that and find more of our own uh, internal fulfillment and then some we're just you know we're fine with being at that space and that's totally fine because right. everybody is truly on their own path yeah depending upon where is it they're vibrating from and what it is that they're wanting to experience mm -hmm. and there is no right no wrong it's truly whatever that person is authentically desiring and some people authentically desire to match and yeah. that's fine that right. totally is fine right because they're cultivating experiences over lifetimes mm -hmm. right so in terms of going back to the kids is um little kids literally um, you're already seeing Amelia yeah. is picking up everything energetically oh gosh, everything. and starting to match energetically. Yeah. Well, when you arrived today, yeah. she was holding on to my leg, totally. like in a very hug. I need security for my mama yeah. position and really held on to me and kind of just stood yeah. there and stared at you for like a good while. Oh, she was reading me. <laughs> yeah, it was hysterical. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm watching her and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're totally reading him. And just held on to me for like a good five, 10 yeah. minutes. And then I started to pull off and then came back to me and then went and kind of played with Oscar and then came back to me. And then finally, after a little while, yeah. you know, went to you. But it was very interesting to watch her process 
business, you know, the, with the way she was engaging. And I've been trying to notice that and pay yeah. attention to that more and more, even when I take her out, because, you know, I'm very social and I take yeah. her to all of the events and everything I do. And it's, I try to pay attention to that of like when she feels comfortable, when she feels like she's kind of in a space where she, maybe she's not comfortable. I try to, you know, not necessarily take it, take her out of it, but at least let her figure out what's going on instead of forcing her into, oh no, you must yep. kind of just deal with this. And it's just so interesting. You know, and I could, we've discussed this before and I can only imagine it because I'm not a parent, <laughs> but you know, for, for all mothers that the greatest challenge truly is, especially with a young child, that you can trust enough within yourself that yes. you're reading them intuitively, giving them the space to explore on their own because they are an individual, even from the second they step oh, out from your womb or, or birth from your womb, birth. Yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, from the second they're delivered from your womb, they yeah. are an individual. And yes. they're just coming more and more into the body and becoming more uncomfortable being in the body, mm -hmm. right? But they are reading things. They're aware. They're picking up on stuff. So the mm -hmm. parent there is essentially to create a space which is of guidance and to be able to create a buffer, yeah. you know, from... Uh, something monumental that they're not able to deal with yet coming into the space. However, the child can explore within themselves and see what it is that they gravitate to, what it is that triggers them, yeah. what it is that they don't want to interact with, yeah. what it is that they do want to interact with. And the more and more that you give the space to that child, I perceive that the more, um, self-trust that that child is going to have at a much earlier age and is going to be much more of an, um, an independent individual from strength earlier on. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because you're giving them that space and you're showing them that you trust them. Like even Justin and I with Amelia walking, a lot of our friends will say, oh my God, don't you just stay right behind yeah. her and follow her? And I'm like, I watch her so I know where she is, of course. I don't just like shut my eyes and let her do her thing. But I trust her enough to let her figure out, okay, yeah. I'm balancing this, I'm walking around here. And I just, you know, just check in and make sure yeah. I can see her out of the corner of my eye. But as long as I see she's not towards something that's going to hurt her or something that, you know, she could fall into or whatever. I just kind of let her walk around and explore and let her explore her world. And I just, you use the right word. I, I trust her. Absolutely. I really do. People say to me all the time, well, how, how do you not freak out about this? Or how do you not? And I'm like, listen, part of me a little bit does. And I have to work through my own anxieties. Yeah. But I truly trust her. And I felt that way since the moment she truly yeah. entered my womb. I mean, you remember that. Like I yeah. truly have always trusted her. I mean, I've always just felt this feeling inside of me of trust and this authentic alignment where I'm like, no, I trust what I'm feeling. I trust what I, what you're showing me. And so I'm going to keep just trusting you yeah. until I can't trust, you know? And so it's just so, it's so interesting that like you kind of explain that and say that because it is true. It's like, they really do have their own whole being the yeah. minute they arrive. I mean, and before, and before right? totally. Hey, this is yeah. something that we had worked on in yes. sessions before, before yes. she came to be and before you got pregnant, when we yes. worked on that space before at, when I was sharing with you, your child essentially is going to be an independent individual mm -hmm. that is space why they're incarnating with you as the parent is because you're going to be able to provide that space of self-trust, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something that it's aligned within you in that way that you both are applying to trust, trust within self, and then trust reflective of how you two communicate with each other right. and the space that you give her and the space that she knows that you're going to provide her. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a beautiful, fantastic thing. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm, I feel, I feel very blessed that her and I have that, that trust and I feel that from her like yeah. continuously. And I, I watch her even kind of test me and like how she'll do something independently. And then she'll kind of look back at me like, are you watching? Are you making sure yeah. that I'm, I'm good? Okay. Then I'll keep doing this. And it's just, it's so interesting. And like how you were saying before, even my pregnancy, when we sat and had these conversations and worked through my sessions, like I remember after we worked through, okay, 
you know, you, you think you don't want to be a mom. You think you're not going to be a good mom. All these things. And we finally got past that and went to kind of the next layer. The next thing was, like you said to me, you were like, well, now you have to trust in time. And you have to trust in yourself, trust in your body, all these things. And that was something I also struggled yeah. with. Because there was a lot of resistance there and yeah. with everything, uh, in terms of my perception and belief, it's clearing and having acceptance for what is in this space so it can be cleared to be released, mm -hmm. right? And when we use the word trust, 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 there's different associations with trust, right? And this is something that I experience a lot with the people that I work with. We attach trust to the analytical mind. And a lot of really where trust is being struggled with, with each of us as individuals is from the space of knowing mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with the analytical mind. But what, when I say the space of knowing is that you're able to trust yourself just to be in something and not have to react to something. Yeah. And then that's knowing, beautifully said. Thank you. And a knowingness goes into faith. Mm -hmm. It's something that can't be put into the analytical mind. Mm -hmm. It's there. It's just there. It's yeah. there. And that's mm -hmm. what real trust is, is that yeah. you're giving to a space that you can just be within and not have to do anything, mm -hmm. you know, and then you start getting into more of the refinement of it and how you're able to express through your different filters of the emotional, the analytical mind or physical body. Right. But the basis for trust I perceive is a knowingness, a knowingness of just being and not reacting mm -hmm. and not having to fight anything, not having to clear anything, not yeah. having to give to the worry, but just right. to be. Right. And, and, and that goes for anything. I mean, like even with Justin and I, like there are certain times now where as years ago, I would pick every battle. Now it's like certain things he says, certain things he does. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. And I just let it go because it, to me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't trigger me. It doesn't yeah. do anything. I just let him be. And then other things that actually mean something, then that's when I say, oh, I actually want to discuss this or this actually is, upsets me or whatever it might be. And same with friends and just, and, and I'm also navigating that yeah. in all of my relationships. And even with, you know, my PR, my projects, my social media, my agent, all these different people that are in my space that I do all these different amazing things with. I'm even navigating that with them yep. and learning that and learning my own self, those boundaries and learning like what triggers me and what I should, you know, say something for and what I shouldn't. And it's just so interesting how really like what you just explained, it, it goes for all of us and it truly goes from every relationship in our life. Totally. And that you clued in on a, um, a component, which when we usually get triggered, we are responsive to want to do something that's going to shift what it is that we're experiencing at that point in time, right? So say you have an interaction with somebody that you are working with, we'll mm -hmm. use that as an example, and they say something. Mm -hmm. And by them saying something, whatever it is that they say, you intuitively start to feel, I want to react to this. Well, you're being triggered at that point in time, right? If you're able to separate that for a moment and really understand, oh, there's a, this is a trigger. You're able to put that into something this person is doing or saying is having an effect on me where I don't feel secure, I don't feel safe. But if you're able to detach from that just from that moment in time, you're able to create more accountability for yourself mm. so that you essentially are taking accountability. That's you, that's not them. And right. a lot of times what we want to do is always put the blame on something else. It's like, sure. they said this, they said that. And that's when we get into matching because then what we're doing is matching that I'm being triggered in this way. Now I want to come back and say something to them. And maybe that person just needed to have that release for whatever it was that were, they wanted to say. Mm -hmm. But when you have that accountability, they're getting their expression and you're understanding that there was some trigger there for you. And when you separate that, then you can actually choose what your response is as opposed to a reaction from a trigger, right. which is no accountability.
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's so true. And so this is like, I feel like a perfect way to go into. So when you first arrived to my house, we were just talking about my work and how yeah. things have shifted so much for me and how I am still styling, but kind of picking and choosing like certain celebrities that respect my space and things I want to work on. And then doing a lot of personal, you know, work with different people who just kind of want, which is what I want originally wanted when I first got into styling, like that feel good of how I help them work through their own, you know, anxieties of what to wear and how that gives them that confidence and all those things. And to have those types of projects, but now also doing so much with my influencer work. And I was telling you how my Instagram, my social media has taken off so much more than I ever could have even ever imagined it ever would. I mean, when I think back to even three years ago when we were sitting and talking, I think I had like 10,000 followers. Yeah. Now I'm like 10,000 away from 100K, which is insane. Yeah. And it's like, I was saying to you, I'm like, it's surreal for me because even last night when I was um, at the event for uh, Gear Palooza, which was, I was telling you the mom event for moms and babies and like getting to experience like, you know, what you want to use as a new mom or maybe your mom to be and you want to figure out like what to check out. And so I was telling you, I was at this event, all these moms were approaching me and saying, oh my gosh, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of you. I love your story or, oh, I've been following along with you since your pregnancy or, oh, I saw you on Bravo Stripped and then I started following you and really got to know you and really love you and all these crazy things. And I was standing there like this is so surreal like this hasn't really ever happened to me except for when of course the thing aired on bravo but like it was just so weird it kept happening all night for me and in my mind i'm standing there and i'm going wow it's because i'm really sharing like who i am yeah. and like really sharing my realness and my rawness and again with this podcast and it's just so wild to me how i feel so thankful and like grateful how many people are just reaching out and yeah. coming out of the woodworks from all over to say hi to me, to reach out, to tell me that they've listened to this or they've you know, read something I posted. And it's like, honestly, it's, it's surreal to me. Isn't it amazing when, you know, if we go back to like the influencer part, right? Because we, as humans, we deem or we seek rather, I should say, validation, whether it be from ourselves to ourselves or from something external, completely natural, completely mm -hmm. normal, right? So when we get to that space, like you have of where you've cultivated a lot more self-trust, that self-trust then basically says, hey, you can just share. There's nothing that you're trying to attach to this, that you need people to validate you, that you need to get this reaction, that this has to happen, that this has to happen. These people are under your power. You're just sharing from an authentic space. And what comes with that is authentic fulfillment, which is those experiences that you had of people reacting and responding to your authenticity. Mm -hmm. Because that's real. Right. And it's so, and I love that, that you also say authenticity because we were talking about this also earlier. There are such buzzwords right now, yeah. right? Mindfulness, authenticity, yeah. um, but what else? Uh, Self-care, all these things that like people's like buzzwords. And, and it's so interesting because you hear people saying, oh yes, well I want to be authentic. And then even to me now, when I hear that in my head, I think, but you either are or you aren't. You don't want to be it. Maybe it's something you have to work through. Like even I had to yeah. for myself. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like you said, it's just, it's just being, Exactly. it's just being you. And it's like such a good feeling yeah. when you actually get to be just you. And even us like playing full circle with our friendship, like when, you know, you were first acting and I was first doing styling and all these things, like we both were chasing different things and going through all different transitions and like now, and like, and like even back then we didn't have that same kind of trust and sharing. And yeah. I didn't feel like I could be as vulnerable with you and open with you. And now like I share everything with you and we're super close. Yeah. And like, you know, even you will say things to me like, you know, I don't, I don't know if you want me to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you this because it's coming for me, you know? And it's like, yeah. and I can take it and I, and I can work through it. And whereas like, I feel like the old alley, like I couldn't take things from you and I, I would get upset or I would, um, 
I would, I guess, like internalize it and then it would become even bigger problem for me and I would then get anxious about it and all these triggers. And now it's like, I'm finally feeling like a work in progress, but I'm in a space where I can take things from you or someone else and I can work through it and I can look at it and be like, okay, that's what I'm supposed to get out of it. This is what I can take away from it. And now I can move on from it and it doesn't yeah. have to trigger me. It doesn't have to stay with me. And it's just so interesting. And like we were saying too, with the influencer space, I'm also seeing like for myself, when people call me an influencer, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm someone, quote unquote, whatever, of influence. But to me, I'm just sharing me. Yeah. I'm, and I'm just getting to be um, a part of this space and, and grateful to be able to now call this one of my main jobs yeah. that I'm now aligning with all these different brands and products and different people who want to work with me because I'm in that space. Yeah. And going back to um, your initial part of the sharing of you being able to be more to a space of openness to hearing things, um, whether it be from me or from somebody else, that to me is reflective of the work that you've done. And essentially the triggers early on were because of the resistance, right? Yeah. So when we get triggered, it's more of the invalidation that somebody thinks I'm bad when they say something something. They think I'm not a good human. They're saying that I'm less than. That's really just the filter that it goes through. Right. Right. And then you start to realize more and more, okay, that was just the filters because I carried a lot of invalidation towards myself. I carried a lot of like judgments towards yeah. myself. So you've cleared that stuff and now you have more of that trust to where you are able to see, okay, it's not me being knocked, but it's essentially something that now I can maybe bring my awareness to in terms of a, a perception or an observation that I can just explore. And there's a lot more trust. There's a yeah. more trust to accepting anything that the world is going to offer and then trust within yourself that you can either go and do something with it or not. And there's nothing wrong with either. It's your choice. And that comes right. from trust, yes. which is phenomenal. Thank you. Well, you're very welcome. Well, and with that, You've also shared with me several times and back in our earlier sessions, I never understood it. And I now kind of like have that like light bulb going off and it clicks. You used to always say to me, there will always be opportunities, opportunities, yeah. opportunities, but they're not always what you think they are. And yes, they are an opportunity, but are they an opportunity for you? Are they an opportunity for potentially attaching to something that maybe you don't want to attach to? Are yeah. they something for growth? And again, back when we first kind of had those conversations, I would kind of look at everything obviously as an opportunity for me to just jump in and do it. It didn't matter what celeb it was, didn't matter what project it was, whatever it was, I was gonna do it. I said yes to everything, yeah. everything, everything, everything. Now, I finally come to this space of, is it a real opportunity for me? Is yeah. it something that is gonna either help me financially, help me you know, spiritually and mentally, yeah. something that's gonna help me grow, it's gonna help my family, whatever it might be, you know, or something I just genuinely wanna do, versus operating from, well, I should do it because it's gonna equal this, or if I do this, then this might happen in my career, or whatever it might be, or it's just something that's totally not for me, yeah. but because in my mind, I think that I still should do it because whoever is associated with it, I do it. And it comes down from even just, you know, events in Hollywood that I'm invited to every single day to projects and, you know, whatever else. And it's just so like interesting even for me to now, I'm going to use the word mindful, but truly I feel like I am being mindful yeah. of that I'm paying attention and I'm aware of what's being put in front of me and making those decisions, like you said, to trust and have that self-worth and say, yeah. I can do this or I don't want to do this or I don't feel like doing that today or whatever it might be. Absolutely. And that, that all comes in the alignment within oneself when you are checked in to mm -hmm. your own value. Mm -hmm. So the opportunity, you're able to see more so what the actual um, aspect of opportunity is. The value could be, there's a value in this for you just being able to experience something that 
you're going to a place that you've never been before. And if you deem value in that within yourself, great, then you could give to that. The opportunity could be that there's value there for monetary gain so that you can maybe like take two weeks off to where you're just able to spend time with the family. Mm -hmm. Whatever it may be that the alignment is there within your own personal value and making that separation, that opportunity isn't just always attached to, it's gonna do something for me that's going to make me more known, make me more wealthy, make me more powerful. When you're chasing that and those people have that association to opportunity, it is an authentic opportunity because mm -hmm. it's not aligned with you. It's aligned with something that you're chasing. Right. And that's it's not opportunity. And, and it's essentially what you're getting. It's kind of aligned with different energy. Yeah, it's, it's aligned not, with a different energy. Right, exactly. Because right. there's, there's no trust. Their opportunity comes within understanding that there is a benefit or a value to the experience. And it could literally be an opportunity of personal growth. It could be an opportunity for rest. There's so many different aspects of what opportunity is when you are in alignment with, it's in alignment with your own value. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you're chasing something, if you're chasing, it's going to do something for me and that's how you see opportunity. Well, it essentially is going to have that kind of an outcome because right. you're chasing and you're not working from a space of giving to yourself. Yeah. It's, I need something to do something for me as opposed to I'm doing this for myself. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and I think everyone needs to hear that because I think so many of us go through that yeah. and chase things or feel like, oh, we must do this or, you know, oh, but if I do that, then maybe this will happen. And I think it's like, sometimes, like you said, it's just nice to just be. And I feel like for me with this whole new motherhood journey, because Amelia is a baby and is obviously demanding because that's what babies are. It's at first it was anxiety for me and it was obviously postpartum depression for yes. me and it was so many things that I didn't expect to truly feel. But now coming out of it, I look at it and I'm like, it's forcing me to be in the moment. It's forcing me to, in a good way, it's forcing me to recognize within myself that like it's okay to take that time. It's okay to enjoy little things and yeah. enjoy life and enjoy watching her grow and not feel guilty for not be doing something else or not answering someone or whatever is going on. And it's just so interesting how me personally, and I know everyone's experience is different from motherhood, but for me personally, I feel like it was like the universe, like kind of like, you know, whacking me, like wake up, here's your way of now learning how to truly like take into kind of like what we practiced and cultivated in the space that we created for me of like yeah. how you now work through this and how you now are a mother. And you, when you first started doing this work, had aligned that with yourself. Uh, I will share this in terms of my perception and beliefs mm -hmm. that many, many, many times I perceive that we as society, as humans give to this space of, I'm going to pray for something, wish for something, hope for something, try to manifest something that's going to come into my space and then change things for me. And really where I see that that's coming from is that we're just giving ourselves permission to spirit to validate ourselves that we can create whatever we want to create. And essentially the universe is just granting that. And it doesn't then automatically come to you that things are going to be wonderfully easy for you. What it's doing is validating you energetically that when you continue to take steps towards your own self-care and your own self-value, there is an alignment a fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is the most fulfilling because it's essentially you are actually in different aspects, manifesting on a spirit level, manifesting in the physical, which is an actual practical, yeah. manifesting healing within the analytical and mental mind and in the emotional space. Yeah. No, and I mean, I love that you shared that because again, going back with these buzzwords, one of the things you're seeing so much in society now, oh, I manifested this and yeah. I manifest that. And and I definitely have been trying to practice in my own way, my own type of manifesting, but I agree with you that I've seen for myself when I'm 
writing it down and I'm talking it to myself and I'm telling myself it's something I truly want and truly know I, I deserve because you know who I am and what I'm doing the work I'm putting into myself yeah that allows that space then for the universe basically to basically say yes you do and give it to you and even yeah. it doesn't happen overnight universe responds I think like you're saying like to you energetically yeah. because you're allowing that and it's not necessarily just like you said that wishing hoping of like oh you know please make this happen exactly would you remember when I shared that text with you that poem that I created for yes you? Like, I love that I was like I'm, I'm can I share it yeah of course I have to yeah. find it on my phone okay, so that was like essentially on the spot then because when we had had that um text interaction mm-hmm. it inspired you know I went to the space of I if I can at any time and I see that there is an opportunity to share with somebody and I actually perceive that there is value to what could be shared, it's not trying to lead somebody a particular way, but just right. sharing with them that maybe is going to inspire or trigger a different way of thinking about things so that they can find that way within themselves, just something to explore. Right. That's what I saw that opportunity as in terms of when we were discussing manifestation. Right. And, and I'm trying to remember what I saved it under now because I saved it in one of my special spaces uh, and I'm like, what did I what did I save it under? I want to, I want to read yeah. it. For you guys to I hear it. I have it too if you... Do you? Yeah, if you need I was it. like, I knew I have it, but... Um, so that, yeah, that I saw as a perfect time in terms of that alignment for you that yeah. it wasn't from a hoping and a wishing, mm-hmm. but it was a trust because that goes and back to the page. And it resonated with me so much. Okay, so it says, Thin inner ease, self-trust knows, aligned with acceptance, desires to manifest grows. Free of force, not of the mind, of spirit havingness we find. It's so beautiful. Thank you. But I remember when you sent that to me and I was like, I was blown away. I mean, truly. And I was just like, and I immediately felt this like, like calmingness and felt this like, you know, resonating. Like I was like, yeah, that's just so true. And like it immediately... No, just like hit me and I even shared it with Steph that night yeah. because she was going through some stuff and she was like oh whoa what, what is that and I was like what's Kevin something Kevin sent to me and she was like oh, wow that really hits me you know and it was just so interesting and then I like shared just you know just a few people in my circle and everyone kind of had the same reaction and I was like it's so interesting how it resonated like yeah, all good. around and you know and what kind of what you're saying yeah in that self-trust and all that and I think you know again going back to like the universe and what we whatever you believe because I think a lot of people will say we've said this earlier before the podcast that they'll say they're spiritual and it's not even for myself I'll say I'm more spiritual than religious and for me it more comes from the space of I'm more spiritual because I feel like I align a lot more with what maybe spirit is and what um, the universe brings us versus just religion saying you must do this and then this will happen in your yeah. life or don't do that because then this will happen in your life. And and I've learned as I've gotten older, I don't want to operate from the space of fear. I don't want to operate from the space of um, restriction and yeah. all that and being constricted and operate from a space of trust yeah. and knowing this and feeling like, okay, I don't know everything obviously, but I can trust in what I'm feeling and, and trust that intuition and that guidance and try to really hone in on that and make that my first decision before anything else that's phenomenal and it it all um is born from the place in terms of my perception that faith is the origin and every human being has a faith in some way even when they don't have a faith they have a faith that they don't have a faith right (laughs) so whether it be through the alignment of religion which you're putting to more of a practical practice of practicing faith whether it be in the alignment where um those in society that reference spiritual which you know i i perceive coming from the origin of i check in with my spirit more than a particular faith of religious practice right Mm -hmm. so you're coming from the origin of checking in with your own spirit more so that to me is more spiritual driven right um 
It's all based in faith though. So each of us essentially has some kind of a relationship with something greater than. Yeah. And that's what faith is born of. It's, right. It's a relation of something greater than, something that is beyond. Right. Something that is a knowingness. Something that comes from within the intuitive divine trust. Mm -hmm. So do you think that like in a general perspective, mm -hmm. do you think that the universe kind of responds to that, to each individual when they're kind of operating from that place? There are, in my, my perception, my belief, there are many, 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 many variations of influence. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say through my perception, my belief, not trying to impose this on anybody else, I do believe in past lives, mm -hmm. right? So as each of us is coming into our next life and making our agreements to come into our next life, those are all aligning at the same time because there is going to be a particular vibration that the world is working through. And all of those spirits essentially are saying, I want to be in that alignment because of the opportunities or the experiences that will hold under this influence of the world during this duration of time. For these hundred years, it's going to be like X, Y, and Z types of energies are going to be experienced. So mm -hmm. all those spirits that inhabit the earth during those times are going to be able to have experiences through their own triggers that are reflective of the origin of those influences. Does that make sense? Yeah, so that makes sense. So, okay, so with what we're seeing with social media and reality TV and all these different things, yeah. we have these conversations. And it's interesting, again, going back to like with my influence and my social media and the way I'm sharing is kind of opposite of what is the popularity of what's out there. You were saying before we were podcasting that we're going to start to see shifts yeah. with, you know, within the universe and like within our own spaces of how a lot of that is going to start to move. Dissipate. Yeah. Will you explain what you were yeah. kind of telling me? So in essence, the world works through cycles. We as individual humans each have our own cycles, mm -hmm. right? Now where we entered into, in terms of my perception in 1999, going into 2000, the talk was Y2K, 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 right? and the um, deconstruction of the world. Truly in my belief, in essence, it was an Armageddon that mm -hmm. started in 1999 from 2000 carrying till now. And what this is an Armageddon of not within the biblical way of catastrophe, yeah. but it's essentially the undoing of something and something else being born, right? Mm -hmm. And what I perceived during this time, what really started to transpire was what is coming to light and what is coming to context is the meshing and blending and balancing through the way of conflict. And the way of conflict that's playing out is emotion and analytical mental. So there's those that believe emotion is the way to live and there's those that believe analytical mentals, mental is the way to, to live. Both are within our rights as human beings. And there's a balance. It's black, white, and gray. Mm -hmm. Security comes within black and white. Uh -huh. So what's been transpiring is essentially if you're this way, this is good. Life is good when you live like this. When you live only in the analytical, life's good. Eliminate emotions, eliminate emotions. Mm -hmm. That comes with technology, right? So we're trying to live in this way where there's rules for everything. Everything's put into a box. Everything's compartmentalized. And then there are those that essentially just live within the emotional space that are having a backlash to all of this because they're finding that the human aspect of things is being eliminated, taken out. Mm -hmm. So what this is serving in total awareness of is that we as humans have to find the balance within ourselves, within the analytical mental expression, mm -hmm. within the emotional expression, that understand that both are to be lived from and both are to be expressed through. Mm -hmm. So where I saw with um, social media and with reality TV, a lot was really driven by more of the space of everybody has a voice and their voice is to be heard. Great, that is true. 
However, what we're really now experiencing is when people aren't checked into their own accountability, they just voice something, there's nothing behind it. And this is what the backlash then becomes. There's no value behind anything, so we need to start minimizing the amount of voices that they're out there because it becomes more of a pollution. Mm -hmm. So this is where this next phase is going into to where we're starting to step up to accountability Uh and value. Uh You could say something, but do you really mean that? Well, you could say something, but do you really believe that, right? Mm -hmm. So this Mm -hmm. is what's now being flushed out. Right. So this is more so where we're tapping into more of, all right, somebody may say a word, but does that mean just because they say that word, they know what that word is or that word's coming from a truthful place? No. The person just knows how to speak the lingo. Mm -hmm. They could say they feel something, but do they, are they really feeling that? Or are they just coming from a space of trying to express to be validated by everybody else by using a term that they use, right? When they feel something emotionally. Right. So this is what we're experiencing now. There's more accountability. And you you were saying that you, that also when you were explaining this to me earlier is you were saying that a lot of like what I'm even experiencing with people reaching out to me and things about with my own postpartum depression and my motherhood and all these things you're like it's because you're sharing that realness that people because we are seeing this shift right people are starting to be I guess drawn to that Mm -hmm. because of the shifts that are happening ultimately everything is about validation Mm -hmm. trust validation And it's the trust within ourselves that gives us our own validation towards ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we all as human beings through this experience, because we are all connected energetically, we're all connected because we all trigger each other. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So we notice when you walk into a room and there's somebody that you automatically are taken by to where they get your attention, whether you don't like them or Mm -hmm. you like them, they've triggered you. Sure. That person has triggered you. Right. And this is how humans work. So within that being said, when people are reaching out to you, what they're seeking to be validated is that they are an individual too, and you vibrate at an individual. And people want to to explore that communication so that they could find that communication within themselves, that there's permission for them to be an individual. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where truth and realness comes through. It's a healing. Yeah. It essentially is for a healing. Sure, yeah. Right? When people you you're gonna see them starting to use more and more like refreshing. It's refreshing to be around people like this. It's refreshing to to experience this because mm-hmm. it's more realness. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we go through our phases. This is what humans do. Yeah. It's all an experience. Right. We take life way the hell too seriously. <laughs> we seriously do. We do because yeah. it's this is through conditioning, fears, all this right. worries. Right. But really, you know, if we gave ourselves permission to really understand, it's just an experience. Yeah. It's whatever we choose and what we don't choose. That's fine. Right. Whatever we want to experience and we don't experience. Yeah. But we attach judgments to everything. Yeah. We rules. attach invalidations yeah. to everything. We attach rules to everything. You know, and this and that picture that you were talking about exactly earlier, totally. Show. You yeah. know, and it's we don't feel safe, so we're trying to create a space that we feel safe in. Right. Yeah, when you have right. more self-trust, then you feel more safe. And then you don't have to impose anything on anybody else because you could just be. And you also don't have to look for it somewhere else. Exactly. Right. And then that's when you're able to align with those that can operate at their own space. And you just have a value for that and yeah. just to, uh, appreciate the interaction with them. Mm-hmm. So you're not expecting anything out of them yeah. and them vice versa. They're not expecting And that's something I'm finally finding too with all of like my new friendships and people that are coming to my life and new business opportunities and things. These are all things that... Like I'm finding that same trust in them. They have that same trust in me and there isn't any kind of like, what are you going to do? Or what am I going to do? It's just, it's just there. And, totally. it's, and it feels like so much healthier. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like this like weight. And wouldn't you as a mother and anybody who is a mother and a father, to me, those are the two most important roles you will play in life. Mm-hmm. Truly. Cause that's You're a teacher. A human. You're a teacher. <laughs> Yeah, and, and well, and Amelia is like my biggest lesson. Like I feel yeah. like she's also my teacher in a way. I know I'm Absolutely. her teacher, but like oh, she totally there's is. so much I go through with her, and I'm like, oh, you're teaching me patience today. Yeah, you're really teaching me patience today. I'm like, I have to like really, whoo, you know. And it's like other days, I'm like, oh, you're teaching me that I need to learn how to balance things better, and I have to manage my time better. Like it's wild. Like and and I agree with you. It really is like 
the greatest and the most important role that you play totally. in life if you choose to play that role. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's wild. I mean, it's been a very <laughs> wild, crazy, emotional journey. And I mean, I know she's only 14 months, but it's like, and it's crazy too, because like, and I know you know this because we've discussed this, but like, Justin and I are talking about number two and it's yeah. like, you're smiling. <laughs> and it's like, and, and it's, and it's just so crazy because when I think back to a year, year and a half, two years ago, when first conceived her, I'm like, I would have never thought I'd be in the space now already, even want and actually wish for number two. It's just so, it's, it's just so crazy to me. So yeah, it's surreal. (laughs) You, I know you have the belief inside that you're going to have a more full family than what it is right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Kevin keeps telling telling me that it's going to be way, way bigger than I realized. I personally don't see that for myself, but Hey, I've been wrong on a lot of things. So I mean, and truly this, it, Things don't ever have to be. It's what what it is that we really give to, right? In right. that space. So when I perceive stuff energetically, say the space is there for it. That mm-hmm. means that it's there, right? right? Doesn't mean that you have to operate from there. Doesn't mean right. you have to work from that. And this goes into I would say with anybody who's maybe ever had readings. When somebody shares something with you informationally, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to absolutely come to fruition. Right. You know, what the reading is, that's in this space, that's there, but it doesn't mean that it has to come to fruition. Right. And this really comes back to, we each, even within divine hierarchy and rule, have, which is the greatest gift from God, and creator, is that we have our own free will. Mm-hmm. Truly, we have yeah. our own free will. Yeah. No, well so said. So we can bring to life what it is that we really start to give to, yeah. or we can eliminate from our life something that essentially we don't give to. Yeah. And to me, that that is the greatest, most loving aspect of a creator, is that there is nothing that is to be limited from you. It's truly what it is that you want to create and what it is that you want to experience and everything that comes along with that yeah. in its totality. Mm-hmm. In its totality. And that's something we have to accept. Right. Replace good and bad. But really, if we take away those words and just understand there's a totality to everything. Mm-hmm. And there's a scale from zero to 10 and you're going to experience everything from zero to 10. Now, when you label zero to five is really bad and six to 10 is really good, well, then that's going to be a relationship to it. But yeah. there is the totality of it. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I, and I love the way you broke that down that it's true so many of us myself included do look at things like, oh then this is on the higher scale and this is on the lower yeah. scale but then when you take that away everything's just neutral essentially oh. there it, there is no high or low and we create that yeah for ourselves and we create that drama that drama yeah and that's great i mean right. we you know drama we is all fun. love drama we love drama <laughs> Shit, let's get real we love drama yeah yep. so we lo- a lot of us like to act it out in our yeah. day-to-day life mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now it doesn't have to be that way mm-hmm. if we want to cool then you could live yep. in, in ebbs and flows of highs and lows yep. if you're somebody who really does seek to have more of that balance well then you start to make those separations mm-hmm. that it really is our relationship to how we perceive things yeah it's true so and like no pressure at all, but I'm, I'm just curious as we're sitting here having this conversation, does anything come up for you with me personally as far as things that I'm still working through or things that we've kind of discussed from our past sessions to kind of where I am now? Is there anything that like you'd want to share with me and my audience yeah. um, of, you know, like what, um, I guess, yeah, I guess anything that comes up or anything that like you see with me, like, you know, in, in the space of where I am now. And yeah. I guess like where I'm, you know, moving forward. in since we've done so many of these sessions together from the beginning, and obviously you've seen my involvement and still working through with me. Is there anything to share that I should be mindful? I'm trying to find another word, but mindful of, yeah, I guess, cool. or that anything, works. you know? Yes. I will share with you my perception energetically. I see you right now. It's um, like this picture of Crossroads. Mm-hmm. And there's actually three different avenues. Okay. And there is a hesitancy towards which path 
it is to go on. And the path that you currently are on, which is right in front of you, there's like a, a, a foot that keeps taking a, a step forward towards that path, but then pulling back. So what I see energetically, what you are working with right now is this next layer uh-huh. of attachments to starting to eliminate a bit more of what is this next phase of I need to make this choice, this choice, this choice for life to be good. And more so for you to understand that you don't have to choose a road, but that essentially you're going to be carving your path out mm-hmm. as you take it step by step. Okay. So what I see is coming up for me is the anxiety towards path, 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 which way, which way, which way, which, which direction, which direction, which direction. And it's more so checking back into the space, which will continue to cultivate. I perceive Mm -hmm. of the trust of the path is going to be carved out literally as you take each step and it's not a road that you have to head down like Mm -hmm. I'm going to take this road right but it's understanding just stay within the space Mm -hmm. and you're going to start to to make more of that pathway which is your individuality which then starts to open up towards direction of where you're going to be working from a bit more in terms of your business fulfillment and um, another child (laughs) Okay. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's interesting you say that because I feel like I've done a little bit of dabbling in my head of trying to figure out like, because I do have obviously now, like many of us, many jobs, many hats that I wear and I'm enjoying all of them. And I'm just trying to figure out what, like where I, I guess I am headed with certain ones of them yeah. and like what I should be doing. And, and I guess like what is going to do the most for me, obviously financially and for my family and for the next phases of my life and all things. So it's, it is interesting you share yeah. that. And I've been trying to Gonna check in with myself more and more, and, and I appreciate you sharing and saying like I don't really have to choose and kind of just keep going and doing with what I'm doing and just keep letting things play out because it's essentially like you just said gonna create my own path yeah. and carve that out for me so I don't have to actually say yes to this and no to that which is kind of like <laughs> nice to hear <laughs> you know it's like you no know, I've been doing a lot of that in my head yeah. like okay if I do this then will it equal that or should I focus more on the influencer thing because so many brands want to align with me and, and that's amazing and I'm loving it and I'm loving getting to be this, you know, in this influencer community. But I don't want to just do that and is it okay that I am trying to still explore other things and that's why I'm so thankful for this podcast and I mean, I can't even believe how many downloads I've had from just starting it a few yeah. weeks ago and the response and, and getting all these amazing guests like you and others who are coming on and it's just like, this whole new world and journey that I honestly didn't even think I would enter into. I mean, I kind of did the dance with this podcast, as you know, since yeah. like, what, December or yeah. something? And I finally now am doing it. And it's just crazy because I was so afraid and I was so like nervous to be so vulnerable and to share so much. I mean, even with this episode so much. Yeah. And it's like, but I'm finally feeling like free of it. And I'm Good. finally being like, no, it's, it's okay to share. And it's okay because... Truly, at the end of the day, when I think back to myself, even when I was super young and like a young, you know, child, I remember like I shared so much. Like I remember even people telling me like, oh, you don't have to share all of that or, you know, and, and I get that because when you're a kid, there's certain things you shouldn't share and whatever. But I do remember right, that. That's, like, those are their rules though. So. Right. Yes. Those are their rules. Right. But I guess in that point in time yeah. in my life, those were their rules and I was obviously playing by those rules. Exactly. And so now that I'm my own, you know, person and, and my own, you know, woman and and mother and all these things I'm realizing more and more that like it's okay to overshare and it's okay to just like you said be me and just operate for me Mm. like feels like it feels good and it feels like I don't know how to explain it but like 
when I shut my eyes and I think about it and I kind of meditate on it, I just see like kind of this like golden, like soft light. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Good. It's like, it just feels good. Yeah. You know? That's phenomenal. That's a space of acceptance. Right. It is the most beautiful, blissful space to be in, in acceptance, mm -hmm. where we found that neutrality mm -hmm. to where we don't have to force, we don't have to push, we don't have to fight. Yes. This is something you see in society right now that's big. Everything's to fight it. Fight this, fight that, fight this, fight that. It creates a lot of matching to mm -hmm. where you're coming outside of yourself and you essentially are getting caught up in something, right? Mm -hmm. So that's phenomenal that you're staying within this place of neutrality and this space of acceptance. And going back in terms of what I was perceiving for you going on this pathway, right? Mm -hmm. And trusting within yourself that there isn't a specific road you're needing to choose. Why I see that that is coming up again is because you're now starting to work through this next layer of conditioning and this next layer of rules, which is essentially, all right, I cleared this space and I created for myself and now I'm experiencing the joys from what it was that I have created. And now this next phase is coming up. Now it's asking, okay, apply to this in the same way that you did, but with more of a nuanced understanding and mm. awareness to this next phase of your life. Okay. And this is essentially what we do. Mm -hmm. We build on it if we have given ourselves mm -hmm. the permission to do, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when we get hung up on, I need to choose, I need to choose, we aren't giving ourselves permission to really explore all of the possibilities there. And it's more from fear. Yeah. And it's going to always come up in life. And those are those opportunities. You can take a path. You can absolutely take a path. Mm -hmm. Now, like I had mentioned a little while ago about the scale of, of zero to 10 mm -hmm. and like one to five, if we deemed it as um, bad and then six to 10 is good, no matter what, we're going to experience the totality of something. When you take a path that is given to you, you essentially are getting the safety of that, but you're aligning with everything that comes with that. And with right. safety that's being given to you is a lot of lack of individuality, a lot, a lack of personal expression and a lot, a lack of personal freedom. Mm -hmm. When you carve your own path, that is the vibration. Yeah. So there's more resistance coming from external stuff, but there is more internal fulfillment because it is carved out from that vibration. I love that. Good. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I think others will resonate with that too, Good. because I mean, it's, it's true. It's like really, like you just said, it's your individuality. Mm -hmm. So it's just, that's so beautiful. Cause in the, the day we're all individuals, like not one person is the same. You might have some similarities and whatever, but you are you. Totally. That's what makes everything beautiful. That's what makes you different and because of who you are and your own uniqueness. And yeah. that's why with social media and everything else we see where things can get so dark. And even for me, you know, with my postpartum depression and everything, it was like this constant comparison, compare, compare, yeah. compare. And you finally like let go of that, of like what you're saying and you find that individuality yeah. and you trust in that. That's when you start to really see like the fulfillment yeah. and the reward and everything else in the universe because you're in yourself. Yeah. And if I can yeah. to elaborate, that is something that um, I see very, very, very prominent in society right mm -hmm. now where even those words, mm -hmm. because we had talked about yeah. before, buzzwords, buzzwords, are being reconditioned. Mm -hmm. So if you notice now, with a lot of stuff, they're using the word individuality, but mm -hmm. really it's customization. A template's being provided, and then you customize it towards you specifically. Mm. But it's attached to the word individual. I see. And it's so not like, like what, like when like styling companies are doing like individual style, and they yes, give you like a breakdown exactly. of the bullet points of your, your this, your this, your yes. this, your this, and click which one of you exactly. is... Exactly. Okay. It's a template, okay. but they're using a word that people are going to vibrate at. They're mm -hmm. using a word that's going to draw people in and then essentially are showing that there's like three different things that you can be. Choose which one you are and customize this, yeah. but that's your individuality. Yeah. That's not the case. So that's all part of present day conditioning. Yeah. Huh. You know, they're using, I've even seen uniqueness being used in a capacity that 
I perceive as definitely not unique whatsoever. Huh. So it's it's taking away the vibration of um, our authenticity, right. of our own process, and it's more of pick A. And we see this in terms of um, like uh, all the operating chains of food restaurants. There is an A, a B, and a C, right? Uh-huh. From the um, create your own. Right. So everything is, yeah. this is the society today. It's create your own. But it's template A, template B, and template C. So you decide which one of those you want to customize. Mm. And that's what they're saying is creating. It's already there for interesting. you. You're just, you're consuming it and mm-hmm. then becoming that. Hmm. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's true though. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, it's also the way it's being, you're perceiving it and the way it's being shown to you yes. and how you're choosing to either operate from, oh, I'm a true individual and this is what I'm doing, or I'm going to have something yeah. shown to me and then that's what I'm going to pick instead. Yeah. And I truly, I... It is honestly based upon whatever that person is wanting to vibrate at. Mm-hmm. And that that's all there is to it. Yeah. You know, it's if some, where that vibration yeah, is. Yeah. And that's, if somebody chooses to have more of an exploration in terms of individuality, phenomenal for them. Yeah. If somebody chooses to vibrate at more of a space of security, phenomenal for them. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's really what choice. it comes down to. It's yeah. whatever experience you want to have and, and what it is that you're looking to experience. Yeah. So you were saying that um, also that with like nationally and community and um, like people in general and and the universe, you were also telling me earlier too, before we podcasted that um, also things people operate from is like the different things in astrology because that's really where the universe, everything originates, right? With the universe and planets and everything going on. So we're in... Gemini season now, right? And truly, I'm not very versed in astrology right. but whatsoever. But you were saying like yeah. the basics of what you were saying. Absolutely. So whether it be um, in my belief and my perception, all throughout human history, just as we are told or as we know it, it yeah. goes beyond what we're told and what we're known in yeah. my belief. Mm-hmm. There is particular societies throughout who have cultivated ways of divination, right? So um, the Egyptians created the tarot. Um, astrology has been something that's been very prominent through a lot of, um, I would say, what we now know as South American um, residences within that region. Okay. Um, there was a lot of affiliation with astrology. So each has essentially found some for- form of divination that they were relatable by in terms of directional messaging, right? Mm-hmm. And what that directional messaging all brought them back to was a faith in something greater Mm -hmm. and that there was information that they can get from even numerology, right? Right. So there's all these different ways of being able to interpret Mm -hmm. information that is coming from the divine. Mm -hmm. And... We've talked about that. Like I see 111, I see 222, I see 333, yeah. So Mm -hmm. that is all essentially a messaging that's showing and representing of energy. Mm -hmm. That is um, bringing messaging of awareness to energy. And people, whether they have this awareness or not, are going to be reactionary from that. Mm -hmm. So this is why in terms of having more of a um, a reference point, I do perceive astrology as very beneficial because it does, um, even though... It's astrology and people have their beliefs about mm-hmm. it. There is still a bit of a scientific basis from what it is. And a scientific basis is essentially helping you understand more so of the planetary alignment and each planet essentially carries its own energy when it's when it's in power, when yeah. it's in presence. Mm-hmm. And that's an energy that has an effect on us. Yeah. And we all work from that. Right. And we all work from that. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think I would have to cut this into two episodes because we've yeah. been going so long because we've had so many good things to say. But I wanted to ask you like before I let you go, is there anything else that you'd want to share with my listeners like that, you know, just in general speaking that you'd want to share about, you know, yourself or anything yeah. we've touched on or anything like to leave them with? Absolutely. The essence and origin of life is to be celebrated, enjoyed, and lived with enthusiasm. The process 
of bringing ourselves to that space of accepting that is through the release of misery, suffering, and conditioning. And the most beneficial, I'm searching for the word in terms of what I see this vibrating at, I would say um, ability, I mm -hmm. guess it would come as, is what I read it as. The most beneficial ability a person can have is courage. Because courage essentially is the driving force behind trust and giving yourself permission to trust mm -hmm. so that you can explore. And the more that you can explore, the more fulfilling life can be. Yeah. And it, it's truly, said. it's not supposed to be any way. There's no way that things are supposed to be. It's just what it is. Mm -hmm. So the more that we can detach from, it's supposed to be like this. Yeah. My I'm life is to supposed picture. to be like this. Yeah. I shouldn't have to go through this. I, it's supposed to be easy for me to do this. It's supposed to be like that. When you find yourself checking into a lot of that, you've essentially given up your accountability for yourself and your own vibrance. Mm -hmm. And we make it a little bit harder for ourselves. So the easier you can make it for yourself, deserve that. Yeah. And that's truly what it comes down to. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the process of life. Enjoy exploration. I, I, I love that. It's beautiful. And I know Kevin is not not on social media he chose to remove himself a long time ago um is there any way because i know you're so humble and you're so like no i just I do my own thing but if people do reach out and Absolutely. want to connect with you or yeah. anything like that should i just say that i'll i'll pass the, the, you along to them or what because i know people are going to ask after they yeah. listen how they check you out is there any way for people to so if anybody did want to and had any interest in getting in contact with me i will provide you an email okay to where they can correspond me with an email and then okay. the email will essentially go into if if they chose to have a, a phone Perfect. interaction if they ever did want to work towards a session we'd go that route okay and you do phone and in person right i actually have just pretty much now gone into where i've been doing all mine in phone oh you have phone. okay yeah. all right so that, that's a recent trend yeah, I okay. will do in person if they are within Los Angeles and okay. Orange County. Okay. However, there is... He's not going to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I have no, some, I I have some listeners to, yeah. in Canada. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> However, there is an additional um, aspect that comes along with going to people's sure, homes. Sure, of course. So now I'm working with a bit more of just working first on the phone. With okay. Them. Yeah. Okay, and they can reach out via that email. Yeah, I'll so have I'll that give you the that. email and that you could, you could pass along. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was amazing. I truly, like, as always, when I sit with you and we do these sessions just on our own and now, of course, my podcast, I always feel like so lifted and just so like I mean you're such a gift to me such a, you, our friendship is such a gift like I, I obviously that. love and adore you but I really appreciate you sharing and being so authentic and real for yeah. you know my listeners on, on my podcast and thank you for being here oh I appreciate that and thank you for having me and for giving me the space to be able to share and for all your listeners I appreciate them being even open to anything that I say so you're that's welcome. awesome all right love okay loves thanks for listening bye bye Thanks for joining us on Strip Down with Allie Levine. If you want to continue the conversation with us, head on over to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also see what she's up to at www.allylevine.com. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.